Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, before we get started with worship, I just wanted to take a moment here for us to join together in prayer uh, for all the folks that are in Ukraine dealing with some horrible atrocities right now. So let's just take a, a minute right now to just pray for them. Just You can just go ahead and pray along with me, just something like this. Just Jesus, we just ask that you would, would be there with all the people in Ukraine right now, that you would provide them with protection, that you would provide them with, with sustenance, with the basic needs, and, and most of all, that you would provide them with safety. Jesus, in every single second of their day, I just ask that you would be present with every single person there. Jesus, I, I pray for, for the people that are, that are being attacked. But not only that, Lord, we are praying for the attackers. We pray that you would be illuminating to them who you are and how you love them. We pray that you would show them who you are during this time, Lord. And Jesus, we also ask that you would do the same with, with all the leaders involved, with, with our leaders, with, the, with Ukraine's leaders, with uh, Russia's leaders, Lord. We, we pray that you would just be there and just move and, and change hearts and, and show who you are, Lord. We thank you for who you are and we thank you for your presence. And again, we just ask for you to be with all those people right now. Thank you for everything. And we pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, now before we get into the message for today, I just want to take a minute to thank all the people that showed up yesterday to help us start prepping the gym for our eventual arrival in there. Thank you so much for the hard work that you put into cleaning out that gym. Now, this week we will continue in our series called The Beginning. Now, this series was inspired by the word that God gave us to live out in 2022, which is sturdy. We have to be a sturdy group of people this year. We have to be a sturdy church. I got to be a sturdy pastor and we got to be sturdy people because there's all kinds of craziness happening right now, and we gotta be able to have our, our roots dug deep into that right foundation. And we see Jesus talk about that exact thing, finding the right foundation in a parable. Let's see how Jesus laid that, laid that out. There he says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds his house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So for us to be sturdy in 2022, we need to have our entire lives built upon Jesus, which is why we are studying through the book of John. This is a great account of Jesus's life. We wanna see how Jesus lived his life and how he asks us to live ours. Now, before we get into this message, I just want to take a moment to just stop and pray. So just, Jesus, thank you for today. 
Thank you for the time that you've given us here to, to gather. I just ask that you'd be with us. I pray that you would open up our ears, our minds, and our hearts to the message you want us to hear today. I pray that we would know your love just a little bit better today. Amen. All right, today I want to share a rumor with you. There are some major restaurant chains that do some really crazy stuff. However, no one really knows about it. So you just have to like know what you're doing when you go in there. They're called secret menus. And the most famous secret menu has to be the one at McDonald's. So they do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, like with breakfast, right? If you ask, they will do the hash browns McMuffin. It's a normal McMuffin, that you, you, know, you know, the one that you know and love, except they throw a hash brown inside the sandwich. Ridiculousness. Or if you hit the restaurant at the right time while lunch and breakfast are both being served, that's, I think it's like 10.30 to 11, you can get the Mick 1035 is what it's called. It's a McMuffin with the double cheeseburger patties added inside of it. Like, again, ridiculousness, right? However, the most famous things of their secret menu has to be the land, air, and sea burger. It's an absolute monstrosity. It's a Big Mac, filet of fish and McChicken all in like one giant sandwich. Now here's the deal about this last sandwich though. It, it used to be just a rumor, something spoken about here and there. And it wasn't until recently that McDonald's said, we're gonna put the land, air and sea on the official menu. So now, when you go to McDonald's, you can get one of what they're calling their menu hacks. You can officially order the hash brown McMuffin and the land, air, and sea. They also added the surf and turf, which is a double cheeseburger and filet of fish. And the final menu hack is the crunchy double, which is a double cheeseburger with chicken McNuggets, like all in one sandwich. It's fair to say all of these sandwiches are crazy, maybe even a little bit terrifying, but so crazy that I, I, when I first heard about a friend eating one before they hit the official menu, I didn't believe them, right? Somebody would be like, hey man, I got this thing and then we put it all together. I was like, no way, no way. Then when I started seeing pictures float around on social media, I thought that it was surely a hoax, right? That they were officially bringing it to McDonald's. I finally believed that it was real when I saw it with my own eyes. The McDonald's down the street from here had signs for these menu hacks on their windows. That's when I finally believed. So McDonald's took the secret menu only meant for the few that had the special information and made it available for the entire world. This far-fetched, over-the-top story was real. Have you ever found yourself in a situation like this where you heard a rumor of something that sounded crazy and then it ended up being true? Has there ever been a time that you went so hard to fight against something that you thought wasn't true and then you're presented with the information that would change your mind on the subject forever. Now in the section of Jesus' life, as recorded by his friend and disciple John, something similar happened. There's no land, air, and sea sandwich, but something similar. However, before we jump into it, let me give you some context. So at this point in Jesus' ministry that we're gonna be going through, things are going very well. He'd been performing all kinds of miracles, and each one happened in front of more and more people. It started with water to wine, right? It happened in front of the servants. Then healing a child, it happened in front of uh, the family over there. Then he healed the man at the pool, which was in front of a bunch of people. Then he performed his biggest miracle yet, which we talked about last week. He fed thousands of people by multiplying a few fish and loaves of bread. 
And because of this miraculous sign, many people, new people, learned about who Jesus was. And then there were like people that were like, hey, my cousin heard about this guy, Jesus, whatever, you know, come on, let's go, let's go make him the king of Israel. He's gotta be it, right? And then there are other people like, no way, there's no way that he's gonna be the Messiah. The, the day after feeding all of those people, the crowds came back to Jesus, right? They were going crazy. They all had these different ideas. And what Jesus ended up explaining to them that the only way that they could get into the eternity and understand who he is was to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Way crazier than a land, air, and sea burger, right? Now, this was all connected to the bread of life reference that Jesus had made, which was connected to simply believing in him. Either way, a bunch of people were like, I'm out. I'm not following this. I'm not in on this at all. Not only that, but Jesus had an even bigger target painted on his back with the rulers of the temple, with the Jewish leaders of that time. So much so that Jesus had to stay out of Jerusalem, where the religious leaders lived, because they were ready to kill him. They were plotting his death because of all this craziness that he was telling these people. And Jesus could have continued his ministry in, in the same way for a long time, right? Just kind of staying on the outskirts and whatever. But there was a big festival happening in Jerusalem, and he needed to preach his message once again. So Jesus went down to the festival in a way that wouldn't bring attention to himself. John wrote that Jesus secretly stayed out of the public view. Now, I don't know if that's some kind of like awesome Jesus power or like if Jesus was in some kind of disguise, you know, like the, the glasses with the mustache, maybe. Probably not. But no matter what it was, Jesus was hidden and would only be seen if he wanted to be seen. So the festival that was happening was called the Feast of the Tabernacles or the Feast of the Booths. And, and the, the festival of, of the Booths uh, also coincided with the fall grape and olive harvest. And it was actually the most popular of the three big festivals that would happen throughout the year in the Jewish culture. And the reason for this festival was to commemorate how the people of Israel had to wander in the wilderness after God had delivered them from their enslavement by Egypt. Now, part of the things that they do to pay homage and commemorate these events are by living in temporary shelters made out of branches of, of myrtle, myrtle, willow, and palm trees. They call these little shelters booths, which, which is why it's the festival of the booths. And the, the people would build these things, and the first day they would live in them. Uh, they start to live in them for the entirety of the seven-day festival. Now, each night they would include a libation of water drawn from the pool of Siloam. And the way they, they would do that is a priest filled a gold pitcher with water while, the, while a choir sang Isaiah 12.3, which says, With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. So then they would come back, take that pitcher that they'd put in the pool, and then pour it out on the altar where they would make sacrifices. Now this ritual reminded them of the water from the rock during the wilderness wanderings where God made water come out and it took care of them. It was a reminder of how God was always caring for them while they were in the wilderness. They would also light these huge candelabras to celebrate. And the candles represented how God would lead them in the wilderness with this giant burning pillar of fire that would be in front of them day and night. So a few nights into this huge festival, Jesus made his way into the temple undetected. 
The crowds at this point are actually discussing him. The rumors are being spread. Hey, have you heard about this Jesus guy? Yeah, yeah, I think he, he might be a really good dude. Or some of them are like, nah, bro, he's a, he's a fraud. Oh yeah, well my cousin said that he did this thing at the pool. Yeah, oh yeah, well he's a liar. Uh, you know, all kinds of that. And in the midst of all this, Jesus went up to go preach. And as he started, the Jewish people were surprised at the way Jesus preached, not because he jumped up there without warning, but because Jesus didn't train under the rabbis of those days. And Jesus responds to their reaction to him in John's account. So Jesus told them, my message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to know the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who seeks to honor the one who sent them speaks truth, not lies. Moses gave you the law but none of you obeys it. In fact, you are trying to kill me. The crowd replied, you're demon-possessed. Who's trying to kill you? So Jesus hits them with a quick, like, one-two punch right here. First, he lays out exactly how he knows how to preach so well. The message he is delivering doesn't belong to him. The message belongs to his Father. He isn't doing any sort of interpretation of his own. He's just saying what the Father tells him to say. The reason that Jesus didn't train under a rabbi is because he was starting something new. Jesus wasn't coming to uphold the old, the Mosaic law. He was coming to create a totally new covenant altogether. So with that, he didn't need training from a rabbi because those guys were missing the point that Jesus and his father were trying to make. The second thing Jesus does is turns the tables on these folks. You see, they're asking him like, hey, what qualifies you to be teaching in front of all this? And Jesus flips it and says, well, what qualifies you to even be receiving this message? Because you are given a law from Moses and you aren't following that. You're trying to kill me. And last time I checked, that's against the laws of Moses. If they've been able to follow God, they would be able to recognize what Jesus was really preaching in front of them. Here, they are asking him to prove himself when they're plotting to kill him. Again, murder goes against all the, like that's one of the easiest ones, like don't steal, oh yeah, there it is, don't kill. It's, it's right up there. They can't see it though, because they don't know what the leaders are plotting. They don't know the fullness of even their own deception. They don't believe that anyone is after Jesus. So the reaction makes sense for, for, their, for their context. Because back in that time, mental illness, like the perceived paranoia Jesus was going through, was thought to be brought on by a demon. They don't get that the Jewish leaders wanted Jesus dead. So Jesus had to explain why they want him dead and what happened. Here John writes, Jesus replied, I did one miracle on the Sabbath and you were amazed, but you work on the Sabbath too. When you obey Moses' law of circumcision, Actually, this tradition of circumcision began with the patriarchs long before the law of Moses. For if the correct time for circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do it as to not break the law of Moses. So why should you be angry with me for healing a man on the Sabbath? Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. So Jesus is laying out what he did, how he healed that man at the pool on the Sabbath and why it's okay for him to do that. He actually uses their own reasoning for performing a circumcision on the Sabbath day for his reasoning to heal this man. Essentially what Jesus is saying is that if they feel like 
What they are doing is good and right in God's eyes to have this circumcision ceremony that will help create this child to be one of the people of Israel. Then it's totally okay to heal a man because both are dealing with helping fix the physical to ha- for something to happen in the spiritual. Jesus was even on like a larger scale. The circumcision is for purification of a child until they sin for the first time. Then the healing of the man was for delivering him from enslavement forever. That's like a whole other level of healing, which is part of what Jesus was trying to show them. The law that they followed would keep them from doing the wrong stuff, but Jesus would set them free. And this is where things begin to pick up in the situation. People in the crowd at the temple begin to question who Jesus really is. They're seeing him up there and and talking with this level of authority and nobody is stopping him. So they start asking like, well, he gets to keep on talking and, and nobody's going up there, nobody's doing anything. Do the leaders think he is the Messiah? Well, maybe he might be. Yeah, and, and so they continue to go on. Jesus would then further explain that it is God that sent him. And that's when the leaders had enough. They sent the temple guards to go arrest him. But John says that no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. And that's how that account ends, but it picks up a few days later on the last day of the festival. So Jesus waits until the final day of the festival to come back. He is back to deliver the whole reason he was there for. He was ready to let everyone know that the rumors that they heard about him are true. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So here's Jesus, more than likely right in front of the altar that they would pour out this water at the end of every night in the festival, saying, You guys are celebrating the water that God gave you from a rock. Well, the living water, right in front of you. Also, in this exchange, Jesus makes a direct connection to the Jewish scripture. There it says, On that day, life-giving waters will flow out from Jerusalem, half toward the Dead Sea and half toward the Mediterranean, flowing continuously in both summer and winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. So this is a direct prophecy of the Messiah, the one that would save Israel, the one that would save the world. The prophecy is about how he will provide life-giving waters starting in Jerusalem, where they were. And they would flow out from there, supplied by the Lord that would be king over the entire earth. In that moment, Jesus said, all the rumors are true. You don't have to go make a secret order anymore. There's no more secret menu. I'm on the official menu. I'm that dude. And the crowd was split. They saw the power and authority Jesus was speaking with, but they were hung up on details they held about who the Messiah was. They argued about where the Messiah would come from. You see, Jesus grew up in Galilee, which wasn't the place the Messiah was supposed to come from. He was actually supposed to come from Bethlehem, 
What they don't know or really care to ask about was that Jesus was actually born in Bethlehem, the place that the prophecies said the Messiah would be born. The people that were looking to discount Jesus were finding reasons that weren't even true to push him away, to say he wasn't the Messiah. Now just take a second and place yourself in that moment. If you were in that crowd and Jesus said all of this, how would you react? What would you think of all this? Would you believe or would you let that moment pass? Now think about how you deal with it in your life right now. When you are confronted with the truth of Jesus, like you don't have to earn righteousness. You don't have to earn his favor. It's simply believing. Or that you have living water flowing out of you because you believe. Or you spend your energy following the world and, and not him. That you should be following him and not the world. How do you respond when you are met with these truths? Do you follow or do you have reasons that you put in front of you? Well, you know, I'm, I'm real busy this week, God. I'm real busy this week, Jesus. Or, man, it's, it got really cold this week, Jesus. I can't make that. I can't do that. Or, or to do that thing like I have to give up something I really like. Akua, we have to set our worldly wisdom aside and follow Jesus. And actually believe in who he was, what he did and how he did it. From there, we will receive that living water. We are let in on the secret menu. From that living water will come the spiritual fruit that will be able to feed us and all the people around us for our lives. We can share all the menu hacks we have learned with everybody. Now, if you want that living water, but you don't have it, it's so easy to receive. There's only one work. There's only one thing you have to do. Jesus said it in this passage that we went through today. All you have to do is believe. Believe that he lived the life he did and that he was God. You don't need your life to be right. You don't have to get things right to come to Jesus. You don't even have to jump through a bunch of religious hoops. All you have to do is simply believe. That's it. There are no extra requirements to start your journey with Jesus. Now, to confirm that belief, I would like to lead you in a simple conversation between you and Jesus. We would call that a prayer. Now, this might be a little bit strange, a little bit different for you, so hopefully to make it a little bit easier, I'm gonna ask that all of our community here at Akuo will pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, you never have to pray alone. You always have a community to pray along with you. You always have a community to walk through your junk with. So if you wanna confirm that belief in Jesus, just go ahead and bow your head and pray something like this right now. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, part of the reason that the Jewish people were having trouble following what Jesus had to say is because they were overflowing with knowledge of their own. If they just would have been able to stop, listen to, and accept what Jesus was saying, their lives would have been so much different. And I want to give us a moment to do that today.
I want to lead you in a moment of listening prayer. So I'm going to ask all of you just to, to bow your heads and close your eyes. And just take a moment to push all the thoughts out of your head. And anytime something starts to pop in your head or you start to like start thinking of something, you see some pictures or, or whatever, I want you to imagine you're grabbing an eraser and you're wiping it away, just like you're cleaning a board in a classroom, right? Just wipe it away. Now, after you wipe it away and just ask Jesus, just ask him, what do you want me to hear? Ask him, what do you want me to see? And what I'm going to do is give you three minutes to just sit there and listen to Jesus.
Jesus, thank you for everything you did for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for us. Jesus, thank you for your name. Jesus, help me trust your words. Help me turn toward you. Jesus, help me understand you are the one that living water flows out of. Jesus, help me understand that I don't have to listen to the rumors about you. That I only need to listen to your words. Jesus, thank you for everything. And we pray all of these things in your holy, mighty, awesome, loving, and graceful name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before we go, there are a few things I would like to share with you. The first thing I want to talk about are our community groups. Now, each and every week, we have multiple groups meeting up all around the area, and we want you to be a part of one. And one of the groups I actually want to put on a spotlight today is the Akuo Run Group, which is led uh, by my good buddy, Abel Ortega. Now, this group takes place every single Monday night from 7 to 8 o'clock at Woodlawn Lake. Now, whether you have a six-minute mile pace or a 16-minute mile pace, probably closer to where I'm at, uh, and you start, want to start and end the week off with a little cardio and a lot of community, then they want you to hang out and encourage one another in persevering in whatever races life sets before you. All runners, all paces, all distances are welcome. Now, if that's what you are looking for, then this is the group for you. If you're interested in joining this group, you can go to akuo.church community to get signed up for this group. Now, this might not be the right one for you, but there, we do have others that will fit you and your life, happening at different times, different places, uh, and have different things going on on multiple days of the week. You can see all the groups that we currently have going at Akuo by going to akuo.church community. And guys, I say this every single week because I believe it, because it's true. Joining one of these groups might be the best thing that you do here at Akuo. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is how we are sacrificially generous here at Akuo. There are many ways that you can, you can do that, that you can be generous. But no matter how you are doing that, here through Akuo Church, we want you to be listening to God to see what he wants you to give. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing. And tithing just means giving a first root 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, that could be a place where you get started. Either way, no matter what you're doing, I want you to be talking to God and asking that for him. Now, sacrificially giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and if things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. To do that, all you have to do is go and, and get linked to us, reach out to us. So if you need anything at all, just send us a message. You can send us a message on our social media. You can go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email directly to us at help at akuo.church, or you can also call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Or if you just happen to know somebody that needs some help, you can reach out in all these different ways. 
Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text-to-tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that we are praying for you all week long, and we are hoping that you are having the best week possible. And we will continue to do that every week for the rest of the year, for the rest of the existence of this church. Now, before we go, I just want to pray for you, pray over you one last time. So uh, Jesus is, is folks, uh, turn off their phones, put away their, their, their tablets and, and close up their laptops, turn off their TVs. I pray that you would be speaking to them and I pray that they'd be able to hear you. Jesus, I, I pray that the words and the pictures that you gave them here today would guide them through the rest of their week and show them the exact ways that you want them to be serving you. Jesus, I pray that you would be speaking the secret knowledge into their ears, that you want them to know that they would be able to share with all the people around them. I pray that the living water would flow out of you into them and out into the world. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.